0: Ah, yes, another episode of Tailgater Sports, guys. Hello, Tailgate fans, sports fans, NHL fans, fans of The Woody Show, fans of What's New with Menace. However you have found this episode of Tailgater Sports, we're happy to have you. My name is Eric Roberts. And man, I hope you guys are brushing up on your Canadian history. I hope you guys are getting uh, invested in Tim Hortons. I hope you guys are reading up on what poutine is. I'm going to explain all that in just a minute, but let's bring in the two other guys who are going to ride shotgun with us throughout the rest of this podcast He's a Green Bay Packers fan, but has never stepped foot in Wisconsin, and he's a Anaheim Ducks fan that lives in Los Angeles. His name is Randy. How you doing, Randy? What up, what up, what up? Go Pack Go. <laughs> go Pack Go, all the way from Los Angeles. How's it being a fan of the Packers in Los Angeles, Randy? I know they, they have you know, mega groups of fans. They're, they're I would say, a world icon. They're so big.
1: Yeah, you know, it's not as not as bad as you would think. You know, you would imagine being so far away from Green Bay, it'd be tough, but... The Green Bay Packers have been around for such a long time that are fans everywhere. Everywhere you go, there's a there. are Packers fans are there.
0: It helps when you you know you got studs on the team like Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre for literally decades. Let's bring in the third voice on the podcast, the third guy of our trio. He's an Atlanta Falcons fan that's never been to Atlanta, and he's a LA Kings fan that lives in the OC on the OC border, or how he likes to phrase it. His name is Tyler. He's our punching bag, but we love him. How you doing, Tyler?
2: I'm doing good. Yes, I do technically live on the LA OC border. Thanks for remembering.
0: Yeah, yeah, whatever, dude. Okay, whatever. So we talked about a little with Randy. How is it being an Atlanta fan, Atlanta Falcons fan in Los Angeles and never actually being to Atlanta?
2: You know, it's actually uh, it's a little weird. Um, I've only ever met one other Falcons fan in my entire life. Um, but you know, we uh, we we are very few in number, but we are strong. You know, someday I will visit Atlanta. I'm hoping uh, there's a game I want to go to uh, Falcons Raiders um, in Atlanta. It's I believe it's the weekend of uh, Thanksgiving, so I'm gonna try and make the trip out there. Also, I'd like to point out that um, the Falcons are one zero against the Packers in NFC Championship. Damn. So uh, yeah, I got Damn, that over take Randy. That
0: shot this early in the podcast, he's already pulling his shots.
1: Tyler, Tyler loves to bring that statistic up, except for the fact that they've never won anything worth chirping about. It's true, Uh,
0: man. It's tough tough for Tyler to ever. It's tough for Tyler to chirp anybody about anything when you have the twenty-eight to three game so fresh in everybody's memory.
2: Uh, Look, look, I I often,
1: I often wonder, like as a Dodger fan, and I know later on the podcast we're talking about baseball, so I figured I would bring it up. Even being a Dodger fan, like I'm hesitant on my chirps because the last time they won big things i wasn't even i w- I didn't exist you know yeah. so i can only imagine what it's like to be a fan of an organization that's never been able to win anything when you lose
0: won. and you lose like so like fr- like not frequently but so recently when it's uh, when it's yeah. on the top of people's minds you literally exactly. can't bring anything up because it's like oh well yep 28 to 3 tyler can, Tyler could be I saying will. Tyler could be tying his shoe and be like, hey, Tyler, 28 to 3. Like literally it, anything. Anything it's going to get brought up.
1: It does not matter what it is you've won. Once you got something mm-hmm. and it clicks, it stays.
0: You, you brought it up in our one of our last podcasts, Randy, about Rudy Gobert and how he's always going to be the guy that shut down the NBA and shut down like literally all four sports league because it was kind of a ripple effect. It's just like that with any big upset or big defeat or letdown. 28 to 3 literally. They could post a picture of Matt Ryan, no context. First comment will probably be twenty-eight to three. First comment would be choked. First comment would be interception, something like that, relating to that Super Bowl letdown.
1: That stain never look, washes look. away.
2: Look, just remember, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will leave a most. I feel you <laughs> though. I mean, that I will never heal from. I'm but a Bills I'm still fan.
0: Dude. I'm a Bills fan. Like I, I've, I have, I lost. They lost four yeah. Super Bowls in a row, dude. I was, I was two when it what? happened, and I can't live it down.
1: But unless, but unless you're time football fan. Most people probably bring that up. Yeah. Like if you were to talk to somebody else our age, they're not going to bring that up. They're going to bring up, oh, you know, uh, no, they'll just bring got, up is your
2: league to take.
0: They'll just bring up that they didn't make the playoffs for like 20 years, you know. So it's it's exactly. not going to get much better for me after that, I guess.
2: <laughs> but <laughs> it, I guess if you're a hardcore football fan, you'll bring up wide right, in Music City Miracle. Dude, sorry, see Derek. there it
0: is, right there. Like we were already getting yeah, out of the topic, but he had to slide it in. Ride right, right. It's Tyler. Are you sorry, surprised? All right, guys. So. There was a little Canadian tease there. I don't don't know if you guys caught on to it. Do you know what poutine is? I do. Tyler, do do you know what poutine is? It's like, what is it? It's French fries with like gravy on top. Right, Randy? You're damn right it is. Huge, huge in Canada. Tim Hortons. Do you know what Tim Hortons is, Randy, Tyler? It's basically the Starbucks of Canada. Are there any Tim
1: Hortons in America? Or is it solely Canada?
0: No, they're they're up in like the Northeast. When I was in Buffalo visiting family, there's Tim Hortons up there. They call it Timmy Ho's. Timmy Ho's. Huge, Hullers. huge. It's, it's, yeah, it's pretty much Starbucks of Canada in the Northeast. But I guess Starbucks is yeah. everywhere too, but it's huge in Canada. You might be wondering why I'm brushing up on this Canadian history lesson or this Canadian hospitality lesson It's all because NHL, guys. NHL is going to be the first league back, I feel. We talked about it last couple episodes. We felt like the MLB was going to be the first league to return, and that's why I didn't want to do it because we were speculating on speculation. That's why we're going to throw it to the back of the lineup today because we're pissed off at the MLB. We're pissed off at the owners. We're pissed off at everything coming out of baseball because they got our hopes up and they ripped it out of our hearts just like we didn't want to happen. The NHL has kind of leapfrogged itself into the pole position here over the MLB, which we thought had the momentum, over the NBA, which is kind of inching to a league resumption or maybe a playoff scenario like the NHL's that we're going to lay out in a little bit. But guys, the NHL laid out a straight to playoffs formula for 24 teams, seven unlucky ones, which kind of sucks. 0 for 3 California teams. None of us have a dog in the fight anymore. So I think it might be a little fun later to maybe pick a team from each conference so we have a little skin in the fight. But guys, I don't think we're that far away from seeing live hockey on television, and I'm so... So stoked for it!
1: Yeah, man, I'm excited for hockey to be back. It's it's sort of like it's a warm blanket. I've been cold for too long. I've needed something. I've craved something. I didn't know what it was, but now the NHL has brought it upon me. I'm so excited. This is so much better than I could have ever imagined. Like sometimes I like to think after sports, sports teams, organizations make time decisions if a month ago I could have made something or I could have thought of something uh, this this innovative, this exciting, and I can't. I think the NHL is taking a very big risk, but it's a risk that I think is going to pay off. I'm excited. I can't wait to watch him play hockey.
2: I'm also really excited as well. It's going to be the first type of a real sports league. Like I know we've had a little bit of UFC. I know we've had a little bit of WWE, some of those kind of sports, but the, as far as like a league goes, it's going to be the first sports league that's actually uh, has a plan to come back. So look, I'm just saying prep up the Zamboni. I'll be driving it. Anyone rides, uh, wants to ride shotgun, you know, just hop on and we'll, we'll go from there.
0: Oh, I know, man. I've always wanted to drive a Zamboni. I'm surprised. I mean, me playing hockey my entire life, I've never actually got an opportunity to ride one. But what we're talking about, guys, is there's, there's a, a set in motion playoff format, which no other league has gotten to yet. You know, the NBA is still trying to decide whether or not they're going to resume the regular season or go straight to the playoffs. The MLB... F them, they're in a gridlock trying to figure out money situations. So the NHL, guys, has the spotlight. But before we get into this, let's break down a little bit of what's going to go down in two hub cities, west and east, and who exactly and how exactly they're going to get this playoff tournament bracket kind of underway. They're going to have two hub cities, right? Kind of like your bubble city concept that's been floated around in every league kind of, you know. Get people Mm -hmm. in, keep them clean, let them play out a season or the rest of their season and the playoffs, right? So you're going to have two hub cities, Eastern and Western, and 24 teams are going to make the playoffs. So what's going to happen is the four West and the four East top seeds are going to have a first round bye, basically. But during their bye, they're going to have a round robin tournament where they play each other for seeding, right? So in the West, you've got the St. Louis Blues, the Colorado Avalanche, the Vegas Knights, and the Dallas Stars. They'll play their own little mini round robin to decide the one, two, three, and 4 in the West, and then you have the Bruins, Lightning, Capitals, and Flyers in the East playing their own round robin to decide one, two, three, four in the East, right? While that's, that's so cool. going on, in the first round, you have the remaining eight teams on each side playing their own best of five series to decide who plays the one, two, three, four seeds on each side. So in the West, you got the Flames, Jets, Oilers, Blackhawks, Canucks, Wild, Predators, Coyotes. In the East, you have the Maple Leafs, Blue Jackets, Penguins, Canadians, Islanders, Panthers. Hurricanes, Rangers. What do you guys think about the format? I like the round-robin play. I like that there's 24 teams. I want as much hockey played as possible, and I think they hit it right on the head. With the concept of getting people there, getting people on the ice, and just getting as much sport as we can get in this weird time. You know, it was never going to be something you're used to. So I think they found a way, a a nice middle ground for everybody involved.
1: This is so badass. We're getting an entirely new concept of playoff hockey. And it's not just going to be a few games here, a few games there. These are round robins. These are guys that are playing their asses off. And it's going to be exciting because even the higher ranked teams, the upper level ones, the ones that have done really well and have gotten the one, two, three, fours, they're going to be a little rusty compared to the, some of these lower teams that are, pl- that are going to be playing a few games. They're going to have that kind of momentum. So it's go- it, it adds an extra layer of just interesting, like an interesting aspect to it all.
2: So I'm pumped. I'm excited. I could see this doing so well that the NHL could potentially adopt this format and use it from now on. Having 24 teams in the mix, I feel it adds a little bit more excitement. I feel like you can get more of a Cinderella story of one of those teams that wasn't in the top four goes far. I really like this. And hockey is the one sport, in my personal opinion, where I believe that home ice or home territory does not really matter because the puck is going to bounce in whether it wants to or not. Okay, So I, I could see them adopting this and moving for the future. If they were to adopt it, logistically
1: speaking, how would that work, though? like the only real reason why this is all going to work is because of the hub cities. So do you think if they were to adopt this, they would also have to adopt the concept of playing the playoffs in hub cities because otherwise that's a lot of traveling.
0: It would probably I be maybe not expanded to 24 maybe.
1: Right, right. I mean, I'd be I'd be down if somehow they integrated a sort of um like home feel like home ice thing in regards to the hubs. But uh, like maybe the hub for the Western Conference are here is uh, or the Pacific Conference is here. The Metropolitan is over there, you know, stuff like that. And then they kind of I don't I mean I don't know. Obviously, this is also complicated. If you were to ask me, uh, I don't know, a few months ago how the NHL should roll out their playoff, uh, their playoff
2: strategy. I would have never guessed them going with this, but they surprised all of us. If this goes well enough and let's say it does work out and they do decide to adopt it. I could also see the NBA, Major League Baseball following suit with it. So who knows? Maybe this whole thing, like I said, maybe not exactly. It's a little bit of a stretch, but hey, we're thinking the big picture. At least I'm thinking the big picture. Like I said, not 24 teams, maybe do 20 start there and we'll see what happens but hey it's something new it's something fresh and you might as well try something new while we're trying to get sports back so i mean let's we've we've
1: always talked about how big of fans we are of, of uh stuff like march madness so this is in a sense sort of integrating the whole concept of march madness where it's a plethora of games uh in one central location and it's do or die sort of thing i mean it's a bit more expanded but I like the idea of having this many teams in the mix
0: I'm intrigued by the hub city kind of aspect of it you know like yeah. figure you're going to have 12 teams from each conference in one city for you know I mean in the beginning there'll be 12 teams there and then it's going to weed out but it's going to be you know two month long tournament and I just I don't know I've, I've always geeked out for behind the scenes stuff I love seeing players that's why I love mic'd up stuff I love seeing yeah. I love being involved feeling like I'm right there and I love seeing behind the scenes I love seeing day to day routines I always love the winter classic the, the road the winter classic stuff following teams around you know I love the aspect of seeing what they Mm -hmm. do to prep for a game what their day-to-day life is like so I hope the NHL really taps into the availability of literally you're going to have 12 teams full of the best hockey players in the world in one city for two months like the Olympic Village, every four years is always toted as this crazy experience. You know, you got these, these unfiltered athletes just hanging, mingling, stuff like that. Because you, you know these guys are all friends outside of their day-to-day hockey lives. They've grown up playing each other for their entire lives. Some of them are neighbors whenever they move home for the summer. I really hope the NHL puts something out that we can watch and consume. What's going to happen when, you know, there's a, a brawl the night before and they pass each other in the lobby going to practice the next day? I know it's not going to carry over. There's nothing to be crazy, but I would love to just see them chirp each other as they walk through the the, the lobby of the Marriott when they're staying in L.A. for the Hub City. I don't know if it's L.A., but, you know, stuff like that. I just love the the concept, and I hope there's something we can see. How great would it be to see Crosby and Ovechkin just chilling with each other in, like, the lobby bar or something?
2: Speaking of the Hub Cities, real quick, there are 10 Hub Cities that the NHL is currently considering. Those would be Chicago, Columbus, Ohio, Dallas, Edmonton, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Minneapolis, Pittsburgh, Toronto, and Vancouver. I
1: would imagine they, they'd want to get a Canadian city in the hub mix, right? Like, yeah. I mean, because I thought they would they would uh, get set up in Florida to kind of bring some attention to that market, but Eric brought up yeah. a really good point, which was how are you going to bring teams to a city if there's no rinks? Yeah, they got to have you access
0: know? to hockey rinks. And I'm assuming, I mean, I'm not trying to knock Florida's hockey rep – um, but I'm assuming there's not as many rinks in Florida as would be needed now, to house 12 now, teams because you figure they got to practice, they got to uh-huh. have day, uh, morning skates. I'm assuming some will want to skate before games. You got to have room for the games. You know, it's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a crazy <laughs> thing to try to plan, and you got to have the availability of, of ice time.
1: Like I don't even think they're gonna choose Vegas. For that reason,
0: Vegas gets a bad rap, dude. But Vegas' hockey scene is actually a lot better than most. Give it credit for. You think They've so? just built a new state of the art imagine- rink of uh, practice uh-huh. rink for the Knights. They have T-Mobile Center for the Knights. They had a couple NHL ready rinks that I've played in my whole life, going there for tournaments. So it's not completely out the window. But I mean, LA I think could be a possibility. You got Staples, you got Honda Center, you got both practice facilities. You got a couple local rinks that have NHL and Olympic size ready yeah. rinks for practice if they want it. So That'd be so cool um, if they played here, dude. I mean, but then we raise you raised the point in Canada. Obviously, Canada is hockey ready. I went to Van, yeah. I went to a, a tournament in Vancouver when I was a kid, dude. The place had nine sheets of ice, a roller rink, and two figure skating rinks in one complex. Wow, wow, dude!
1: Like that's their the the majority of players come from Canada, hail from Canada. So it's like, how much longer are we just going to? kind of, I don't want to say neglect Canada. It's not our fault. They're bad teams that are coming out of there. Yeah. But if you look at the teams that are on the, on, on these lineups, how are we going to have American teams or how are we going to have Canadian teams just solely play in America? Here's, here's what I think. I would be surprised or I wouldn't be surprised if they did Vancouver, Boston. Now I say Vancouver, because you brought, you brought a really good point of them having a a bunch of rinks. It's Canada. You know, there's, there's a, there's a, it's a big city. And I said Boston, because if you think about it, you've got TD garden, You've got uh, the majority of the big-time Ivy League schools and the big-time college programs. Yeah, they Boston play in that college, area. BU, yeah. Boston College, Harvard. Uh, I think is Quinnipiac nearby there? I think that they might be sort of in the mix there. I mean, there's lots of stuff. And it even they don't even need to be, uh, again, uh, college teams. I'm sure the Bruins have their own sort of off-site oh, yeah, facilities. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they did sort of Boston, maybe kind of borderline New York. But, but my, I'm queuing more on, uh, on Boston.
0: It sucks because, uh, you know, we were talking about this before we started recording. We assumed Minnesota was out of the mix because of, you know, what's going on out there with the riots. The state of hockey, bro, it's like, that's its nickname. I would assume that that would have been like a, a crown jewel for them. I'm assuming the facilities would have been there and ready. But, you know, outside circumstances might keep them out of out of Minnesota because of what's going on there currently. So one East Coast, one West Coast team, guys, we don't have any dogs in the fight anymore. I, th- I think we were, we we're trying to find a cute little way to, to do this, to pick a team. I think we should just pick a team. Who are we going to root for in the playoffs? Because I like not being stressed out. I mean, it's it sucks that my team hasn't, my team, ha- the Kings haven't been in the playoffs for a couple of years, you know, they they haven't been too great since the two Stanley Cups. But we have a little skin in the fight when you have, you know, some, maybe some, you have a little bet on it, some little money in it. It makes it just a little more enjoyable. So one West Coast team, one East Coast team, that'll be your team for the duration of the playoffs. Who wants to pick first?
2: I'll go ahead and go first. Um, So the West Coast team for me is really easy, and I'm going to pick Vegas. I fell in love with the Vegas story about how they rallied together after the um, shooting that was in Vegas a couple years ago. Um, And they basically... Brought that city up in their first year. Nobody knew who these guys was. Nobody even knew how much attention a Vegas hockey team would get. It ended up becoming this big whole thing. They made it all the way to the Stanley Cup final before they lost to Washington. They had a great run. It was arguably the greatest Cinderella story ever. Um, So for that reason, I'll pick Vegas. And plus, I love the city. The East Coast team is a little bit more tricky. Uh, I love the underdogs uh, for a team like Toronto, but I also love an underdog that also has some history that they're trying to get back to. And because of that reason, my East coast team is actually going to be the New York Islanders. I'm going to pick them. They had great success in the eighties right before he came on the scene in Edmonton. You know, they've been trying to return to that glory ever since So I'm actually going to go with the Islanders on that one.
0: It'd be a big middle finger from the Islanders to Tavares if they went and won a Stanley cup with the- year or two after he left for Toronto, got a C over there. So that two good picks. Man, you oh, guys, totally I, yeah. I miss Vegas so much, guys. Oh, my God. Me too. Ugh. Me too. How Me too. cool was that city, though? I mean, they've adopted that hockey program. And when we were there for the iHeart Music Festival, and we were we were right across from T-Mobile Arena, it was so cool to see just the amount of Vegas night stuff just plastered everywhere throughout the city.
2: Yeah, and they finally proved to everyone that, hey, a professional sports franchise can work in vegas and now i'm excited because i mean obviously you got the raiders coming and they want to bring in an nba and uh major league baseball team eventually so i mean who knows we'll see what happens maybe
0: they might have be a hub city for the nba which we'll talk about in a little bit so randy what about you eastern and western conference team for the playoffs here since your ducks are gone too
1: are we allowed to choose the same team choose a team that somebody else already chosen
0: I'd say yes no, no, because how are you going to no? have it okay. like, you know, so there's got to be some competitive, you know, right, that right, way, right, you right. know, butting heads every now and then. Mm. Okay, okay.
1: okay, Tyler, and you again, once again, you chose the Islanders and. And the Golden Knights, yes. The Golden Vegas. Knights.
0: All right. Okay.
1: I think I'm going to go ha- go ahead and root for the St. Louis Blues.
0: Okay. And. So you're going to go back to back, hopefully, in the West.
1: Back to back. Now, the East Coast is hard because I hate the majority of the East Coast teams, if I'm being completely honest. Don't really uh man, damn. Okay. Uh don't care for Boston. Care less about Tampa.
0: If Boston sports uh, never won another championship in my life, I would not be upset.
1: I'd be I'd be okay with that. If Boston itself somehow had a quarantine their entire city in which nobody <laughs> could touch any sport sports related activities and or equipment, I'd be okay
0: with I've that. I've always too. had this That'd this, this, this comparison. I feel like Boston sports is a San Francisco sports of the East Coast.
1: They've got history. And see, the and the problem is where Boston was a decade ago, is where uh, the Bay Area, San Francisco, is sort of at now. So the Warriors have been really dominant. The Niners are showing promise. The Sharks are the Sharks are pretty decent. They're pretty good most of the time. Obviously not this year. But the thing also is that the Niners have history. But the thing is, the problem, Bay Area, just like Boston, is you they have to remind you they root for those teams. Yeah, it's like here's my Niners hat. With my Niners starter jacket, which is vintage. I got it for my dad because he took me to my first serve of Niners. With my game Niners custom
0: Boston. license plate.
1: I'm like, all right, dude. We get it. <laughs> God damn. And then Boston pulled the same way. They're like, you know, we won four cops. And
0: and then you got uh, a, a custom license plate that says six rings. And then it uh, says wicked across the top or something like that.
2: My son's middle name is Brady. <laughs> Stupid crap like that. they 8 eight-year-old... C- Spaniel is Brady
1: because of, because they got him when he won the Super Bowl. So obviously not choosing Boston. It was between Philly and Carolina. I like Carolina because of the message they convey. Sebastian Ajo is pretty dope. Um, you know, they won the cup, I think maybe a little over a decade ago. Um, but then again, so is Tampa Bay, Vincent LeCavalier. They they won at the, what, 05 or something. So it was a tough decision. However, I'm going to have to choose the Philadelphia Flyers.
0: Ooh, little Claude Giroux action. I like, like it. it. Oh,
1: Drew. I don't, it's a promising team, dude. They've got pretty, They've got a really they got a goalie in heart. He's really good. The problem with the Flyers, though, uh, at least with their history, is they have a history of getting there just never finishing the job. You know. Yeah. Like, uh, what, what was it? If, uh, a few years ago against, uh, was Chicago. Chicago? Yeah, back they when Mike Richards and Jeff
0: Carter were on the team before they got shipped away yep. and then went it with the Kings.
1: Yep, they had him by the nuts. And then what happens? Patty Kane. Patrick Kane. Snipe. Nobody even knew it was a yeah, until he started that's, celebrating. It got to be replay. one of the
0: weirdest Stanley Cup clenching goals Ugh. in the world, right? In the in the history of the NHL, it goes short side. Nobody really knows why Patrick Kane's thrown his gear off, and there was just like, "Where's the puck?" and it's in the net. And like, I feel like yeah. before they started celebrating, there's only like three people that actually knew the puck went in: Patrick Kane, the ref, and the goalie that he beat.
1: Philly's like always had a sort of reputation of getting there, like they get to the dance, but then their prom, or their their date to the dance, kind of ditches them for Boston. <laughs> Right, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like they get they get there. They paid for their ticket. They got the corsage. They won in the limo, but then last second, their date's like, "Oh damn, Boston's alone." Uh, I'll be right back. I'll see you later. And
0: the cup keeps standing them up.
1: Exactly, exactly. So I mean, the Eagles won the Super Bowl, so it's sort of an upward trend. The Phillies kicked everyone's ass for a good little stretch of time, so maybe, just maybe, in the city of brotherly love they're they're overdue for a Stanley Cup. Yeah, they're top 4 flyers.
0: seed too, so they they're, they're going to get seeded and you know maybe they pull out a squeak out a win against the Bruins, the Lightning or the Capitals, they get a higher seed. So it's going to be so weird because these guys have been literally off the ice for so long. So you can't yeah. base it off of like, oh, they're they're getting hot or so and so's on like trending up or so and so's been playing so well. Like Randy pointed out earlier, it's a March madness but without the season before. It's it's so madness. it's it's, it's, it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be like literally so the analogy—it's not a sprint; it's a marathon. It's literally a sprint now. Like it's not no longer a long play. It's a win your games and win them quick.
1: Dude, I'm pumped up. They should really draw this out. Let tell the refs, hey guys, let's be a little lax on the penalties. Let them chop it up. Let them get after a little bit. Let's get the yeah. let's get the blood flowing. Get the viewers in. Get the people yeah, to get excited. There's people
0: watching because it's the only thing going on. So you don't want to make it like you don't want the play to look choppy. You don't want them to. Yeah. You want as much flow and as much action as you can possibly have
1: because if you think about it in the sense of the when the first puck will drop for all this there's no way another league gets everything up and running in that time frame yeah i don't think the, so the eyes of the nation are going to be on the nhl yeah. and i think this is so great for hockey
0: it'll be interesting to see how they televise it cuz figure there's going to be games jammed in every day of the week i wouldn't be surprised gotta say, if there's like afternoon games like it would be it's going to be great to see how much television it actually receives yeah. figure i want to know how many out of how many games it gets on national television right. nbc sports I, network should just be the nhl network for however long this goes
1: because i bought center ice thinking i could watch ducks games oh. before i was much wrong <laughs> that's right i'm hoping that at least with the with that app you can watch
2: some of the games Something. so fingers crossed oh. Considering that these are going to be the playoffs, trust me, I'm pretty sure every game will be available
0: nationally. They should make it point. At least. Yeah, they should make these available to as many people as possible, and just get as many yeah. grassroots movements Absolutely. going right now. It's like, dude, Absolutely. there's nothing on people. It'll be on TV, and every sports bar, literally, because it's the only sport on. This yeah, is and they be have so awesome. they
2: have three channels that could do it. You have the normal NBC channel that everybody watches. And then if you have cable or at least if you have basic cable, you have a NBC sports network, which they'll put it on there. And then they have the NHL network. Those three channels alone. If this is done properly
1: and correctly, this is going to be a decade from now, years from now, we're going to talk about how the NHL capitalized, And killed it. We hope. With this playoff.
0: (laughs) We hope, right? One
1: can only hope. The
0: NHL has had a couple opportunities in the past and fallen on its face. But back to the playoffs real quick. So we got to finish out who we're picking and who we're going to be rooting for for the duration of the playoffs. So it's going to be very apparent as to why I'm picking this team to Randy the second he hears who I'm picking. Because it's a little jab at my friends, my Ducks fans. I'm a Kings fan through and through. So i got to take a shot at the Ducks whenever I can or at least a certain group of Ducks fans who have a, a pent-up a, a hate towards this team, a player, I'm not sure why they don't like them. The Western Conference, I'm going to pick the Nashville Predators for my team to root for. I was going to pick the Blackhawks, Patrick Kane's from Buffalo, one of the greatest American players ever, but I'm never going to miss a chance to take a shot at the Ducks. Nashville so Predators, Ryan Johansson, Peck Arena, those are my guys for the duration of the playoffs.
1: You take that catfish shove it by the sun. Don't shine. Okay. (laughs) How about that? And plus it's not even, it's not even Nashville. It's just what we do hate, despise the Preds. It's Ryan Johansson, him alone. I have never met somebody who is as hated as he is by an entire fan base. Every ducks fan despises him with every fiber of their body. And so the fact that the Preds is a bit of a, a bit of a, a bit of a low blow, but it's okay. They're not gonna get very far anyways.
0: He had a he had a big beef with Ryan Kessler, right? Through there. they what did meet in the playoffs twice in two years? Yeah. Once and then him and, Ryan every Ke- time. him and Ryan Kessler went at it. They're two centermen, so they were always in each other's face.
1: Always. Always. They were always fighting. Every time the Ducks and Preds meet up, there's always a fight. Last time it was Watson Delorier just throwing dukes just every time. It's always always bad blood.
0: I wouldn't mind seeing Arena win a Stanley Cup, so that's another reason, too.
1: Yeah, there's honestly, the majority of the players who I want to win Cups are goalies. Lundqvist, yeah. Rene. Like, that's really it, to be honest. I always want Luongo to win one, but it's, it's honestly the goalies.
0: In the West, Randy has picked the St. Louis Blues, Tyler's picked the Golden Knights, and I've picked the Predators. Out in the East, Randy has already picked the Philadelphia Flyers, And Tyler's picked the New York Islanders. And I'm going to finish off our 2020 Stanley Cup playoff selections by going with Alexander Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals in the Eastern Conference. Sorry, guys. I know it's a little chalky. It's a little chalky, but I love Ovechkin. And I'm always down for him to rack up awards, even if it's in a weird. Kind of hybrid NHL playoff format. I want the Capitals and Ovechkin to win another cup. Can you tell we've been itching for hockey? Jesus Christ. I I opened the door for a little bit of NHL talk, and we just blow right through the entire podcast almost. Holy crap. I know. So real quick, we're going to run through the NBA MLB topics real quick. Because like I said in the past, you know, we really were trying to just find something to talk about without you know speculating on speculation so we mm-hmm. talk so much NHL right now because of the fact we have a bracket to look at we have you know a concept of how it will play out to talk about while this is all going on the NBA is also inching towards their own return they've kind of solidified it's it's kind of hush hush still but it's looking like the NBA is going to return to play kind of play out of maybe Disney World in Orlando their own sports complex out there again it's speculating on speculation Damian Lillard kind of set Twitter on fire because he's saying that he's not going to play in meaningless games that are just basically tune-up games for the teams that are going to make the playoffs, right? So, People are kind of hoping the NBA does this straight to playoff format that the NHL is doing, right? Because why would teams want to go and play, you know, four or five games that are basically tune-up games for playoff teams that are already set in stone? He has a point. I wouldn't want to go either. Why are you going to risk injury, travel to a weird city? If you're really buying into the COVID stuff, put yourself up to be contaminated, stuff like that, when you know you have zero chance of making the playoffs.
1: That's an excellent point. If the NBA were to follow the NHL format and they essentially chopped out the teams that are on the bubble... And whatever team was in, was in. You you could argue that these teams that were about to make it in were in a sense sort of cheated because it's like, well, we had the momentum. We really felt like we were going to get in there. But then you look at teams like the Nets and teams that are at the bottom of the thing, like the Warriors, and it's, it's sort of like, what is the point of playing these games? We're not going to make the playoffs, but any of us could get injured. And we have another season ahead of us.
2: I don't blame Lillard for wanting to do that. I think um, if the NBA does copy the NHL playoff format that they've currently set out, Um, then the Blazers would get in because I believe the Blazers are currently the number nine seed. But if the NBA sticks to their normal playoff seeding, the Blazers would just miss out because they're only going to take the top eight. So if they're only going to take the top eight, then, yeah, I don't blame Lilith for wanting to sit out and be like, hey, man, it's a meaningless game. Why am I going to risk injury? Why am I going to risk possible... Uh, Coronavirus infection to you know play a game that means nothing. I mean, okay He'd get a little bit of a paycheck, but he's one of the star players in the NBA I'm sure he has enough money where a couple games, you know, wouldn't kill him,
0: right? So I think that's why if we do see an NBA Resumption, it's not gonna be so much a resumption It's gonna be a straight-to-playoffs kind of format like the NHL right the NHL in a lot of ways is being the guinea pig for this And I think based on how well it's been received with the majority of everybody surrounding the league and surrounding who's following it I think the NBA would be smart to follow something close to, if not the same format. You know, they might not have to do expansion. They might, you know, just reseed 1 through 16, which some people are drooling over because that might open up the possibility of a Lakers-Clippers NBA Finals. There's stuff to kind of work out still. But again, we're speculating on speculation. You know, NHL has a plan in in motion a bracket you could look at and the nba you know it's it's moving in the right direction but it's still you know they could still get off of this phone call tomorrow and be like well we're still pretty far apart which raises the question guys if the nba does return if the when the nhl does crown a stanley cup champion would you put an asterisk there's a lot of people talking asterisk that asterisk that should it be considered a legitimate season so shaq NBA Hall of Famer, Charles Barkley, NBA Hall of Famer, they're on record saying they should scrap the NBA season, just move to next season. Everybody's picking a side. Asterisk talk, yes or no. What do you think? I feel
1: like it's different. I I feel like it's different though, varying on the sports though. I think with all this commotion going on, I hate to use the term true colors, but you really see the differences in leagues right now. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, on one hand, I understand why it is they would say scrap the season, but on the other, it's like based off of what judgment? This is a worldwide pandemic. Once of a, once in forever sort of situation, why would you not want to finish off the year? It just it doesn't make sense. It's not like there's a strike or something.
2: If I'm being perfectly honest, I don't think in the NBA or the NHL an asterisk is fair because they did do most of their work and they did play out most of their season. And for that reason, I think that the champion in <laughs> those two leagues is legitimate and it should stay that way. The only uh, league that I think will have an asterisk on it would be Major League Baseball, and that's because we're only going to get half a season if we still get a season at all because apparently there's still some issues that they're working on. And, you know, the more and more... Days go by. I mean, we're already coming up to June. We've already missed two months of baseball. So this season is going to be short. So an asterisk, I believe, even if look, even if my beloved angels do win the World Series, I'm sorry, there's got to be an asterisk on it saying, like, hey, this was a shortened season. Um, you know, a lot of, you know, COVID-19 stuff related. It took us even longer because we couldn't figure out, like, the money side of things as far as the players go. Uh, Major baseball right, now was an absolute mess.
0: I don't think you should scrap a season. You know, especially in the NBA and the NHL, you only had a handful of games left in both seasons, right? I would throw an asterisk on a team winning that had something different from the rest of the league. You know, people are saying asterisk on the Astros championship, you know, when they cheated against the Dodgers. 110%. They did something the rest of the league wasn't doing. As far as NHL, NBA, MLB this year, I would say no asterisk because the entire team is suffering through the same thing. You know, everybody's been off for three months in the NHL NBA. The MLB is all starting super late. They're all dealing with, you know, not being able to go and train. They're all getting into their facilities late and behind schedule. If any team was continuing to play somehow through all this and then they won, maybe give them an asterisk. But because they're all suffering, they're all dealing with this at the same time, they're all going to have to go through this the same weird new foreign concept of these playoffs. I mean, I think that alleviates asterisk talk. You know, sure. Is there going to be a, a little footnote whenever you look back into twenty twenty champions? Yeah, obviously. But you got to think. If anything, you put an asterisk for winning through all this craziness. They played a full season. They stopped for three yeah. months, and they went through this weird format and then won. Sure, it might not a team that wins might not have been, had the chance had it been a regular season. But none of this is regular.
1: That's a good point. What do you think about it? If they scrap the season, does this affect the players and and the players getting their proper compensation? Because when you when you think about it, if you scrap down a season, that means you're taking money away from the employees of the arena. You're taking it away mm-hmm. from the organization. You're taking it away from a plethora of people who are who are you know are just their livelihoods not not necessarily solely based on this this uh, source of income, but you know they're getting money from this.
0: Yeah. So if you cancel, contracts in are based off of awards season, and titles if you and everything. playoffs.
1: Yeah. And not to change topics. I know this is all based on the NBA and we kind of dabbled in MLB, but that's the whole situation going on with the MLB. They're making millions and millions and millions of dollars. But imagine somebody tells you you're going to get a hundred bucks and then they change it to actually, I'm just going to give you a 60. And then last second, they're like, actually, we're going to go ahead with 35. That worked fine. Like, sure, you're still getting money, but it's completely different than what you initially promised. Yeah, you know, and the fact of the matter is, these teams—it's not even like they're a—it's com- not like it's a community college or a semi-pro team. These are well-established sports organizations that are essentially in embedded in the fabric of America and modern-day media. And you're going to tell me they don't have enough money to support their players, their staff? Come on, man.
2: And it's really not fair if you're a player. I mean, uh, for example, uh, there's someone like Trout who I think is making 35. Uh, 35- million dollars a year and according to the proposal that MLB has set out his salary would be cut this year from 35 to 7 million that's about 80 percent pay cut and that's absolutely ridiculous I'm sorry like if you're a player like you earn that money you worked all those hours and you you put in all the effort and that is yours and now because of everything that's going on this year with COVID and coronavirus and all that crap I can guarantee you now that in every future contract There's going to be some kind of language that says, hey, in the event of a global pandemic, I'm still getting all my money. I mean, that's that's the way it's going to end up being.
1: And and to further that point, too, it's not about the fact that they're them accepting the fact that they're getting way less than they were promised. It's the fact that if you take on a contract and you take that much less money, you're allowing this to be the precedent. And it's it's not just bad for the players, but it's bad for the league.
0: And that's it's that's the thing too. It's like we were talking about we were so pumped on the MOB last episode. You know, we were talking, we we're like kind of ready Absolutely. for it. They were the beacon. We were like, hey, MOB is moving in the right direction, and now it's grinded to a halt because they can't figure out their pay rate. And the owners are cutting the players short. Tyler laid out kind of what the what the breakdown is of what these players are actually losing, and they want their own prorated salary. They want more than a hundred games in the season. So it's like, guys, now which is why I'm so, so mad at it. You know, I talked about in the open, like, why we're talking about this last and why we didn't want to do this speculation on speculating. Because now I'm leaning towards there might even be an MLB season. Like, these guys are so far apart, it feels like. Now I wouldn't even be surprised if they did not play baseball this year. When just last episode or just before that, we were talking about, ooh, you know, they're trending right. Maybe we'll see that this year. When can we get back to a Dodger game? And it's now all of a sudden the NHL is in the forefront and the NHL has a plan and everybody's going to be there while we're talking baseball might not even get a 2020 season underway. And who knows about the ripple effect when they're going to be pissed off and both sides are going to say F you, we're just going to take our money and run or F you, we're going to wait until we get our money and we're not playing until then.
1: This is just bad for the game of baseball. Think of all the players who are in the minor league system, who are in the stuck in the middle of Chattanooga, trying to make a name for themselves, and now they're effed over because the owners refuse to pay the rates. Yeah.
2: We are about six weeks away from what is supposed to be the All Star Game at Dodger Stadium, and that is the official halfway mark of Major League Baseball. If they do not start playing by that time, I'm just going to go and say the whole season should be canceled because there's no point. I'm not going to play. I'm not going to watch a third of a season. I want to see the whole thing. A third of a season, you could have one of the worst teams in the league just suddenly get hot and maybe they win the whole thing. Okay, good for them. But, I mean, no one knows what could have been.
0: Baseball's missing an opportunity, man. NHL, I think, is seeing the opportunity. They're seeing the eyes. They want to be on TVs. They want to watch sports. Let's get a product on the ice. Let's figure it out, right? It's going to be weird, but let's do it. MLB is going the complete opposite man it looks bad it looks greedy and what you're going to push it back a couple months right into NFL and college football season you're going to put empty stadiums wherever you end up playing your baseball games this year who knows if it's in your home arenas if it's in spring training facilities and you're going to put that up against maybe partial capacity NFL and NCAA football games. Dude, you're digging a hole, man. It's already hard enough to sell baseball to people, and now you're digging a deeper hole, you're looking greedy in this in the process, and you're pissing off your players.
1: I think what the NHL also saw was potential for the big-time advertisements to use them over say the MLB look at all the big ticket companies that that uh that sponsored the NBA the MLB well they can't sponsor those organizations because nothing's going on right now yeah but if the NHL is the only sporting uh sports organization but playing games on primetime television that means more money that's coming in for them which in turn equates to more money to the teams the organizations and eventually the players
0: This was a little news heavy. Again, you know, we started this podcast and we said we didn't want to be a news podcast. We didn't want to be hot takey and stuff. But it's really hard to do that when it's like you're reacting to news reports, you know. I feel like the weight of this, some of of these topics carries me down a little bit. We're in the middle of them because I feel like a news report, you know. Yeah. So let's have a little fun before we wrap this up. A little lighter topic here. So give and take, all right. So earlier today it was reported that the Basketball Hall of Fame class for the 2020 group Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, stars among stars, heavy hitters, right? So they're going to push the ceremony for them back to 2021, right? So the 2020 class is going to be inducted in next year. I mean, it sucks, right? Kobe's untimely death. You got mega, mega stars in Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett also in the wing waiting. So this kind of riled up or, or brought to surface highlights from Kobe's last game, his 60 point game, final game, a win over the Utah Jazz legendary stuff a legendary exit mamba out dropped the mic in the middle staples center signed the floor kind of like iconic images coming from that game right guys of course oh absolutely as a result of all this kind of resurfacing coverage of kobe and stuff like that my buddy was at that game i want to throw this out and i'm going to kind of form this into your own kind of your own opinion on this my buddy was offered eleven thousand dollars for his ticket to kobe's final game not knowing what happened you know, you don't know Kobe's going to drop 60 in his final game as a Laker. Would you have taken the 11 grand and handed over the ticket?
1: Um, I think it really does necessarily depend on my financial situation. However, however, did
2: uh actually, that's a stupid even
1: thing. That's a stupid thing to bring up. I, I would I would sell my ticket for $11,000.
0: Right?
2: I actually would not. I mean, that's uh for something very specific like that, like Kobe's last game. That's history and that's a story that you're always going to be able to tell like I was there. I felt the crowd reaction. I could feel the emotion in the building. I heard him say Mamba out and saw him literally drop the mic. I saw him play his last game ever. That there free is throw no to hit 60, man. Like, imagine
0: watching that go in.
2: Exactly. There is no amount of money on the planet that would make me you're sell in the that house, ticket, regardless Snoop of Dog, financial situation. You're, you're in the house. Exactly. you got
0: Snoop Dogg, Jay-Z, these legends, these icons, watching Kobe play too. But you got to think, man. It's nice seeing Kobe play, but it would have nice of me to see 11 grand in your checking account also, right? Yup.
2: Yup. Yup. I agree. I agree at the same time, but because of like, because of how big of a sports guy I am, because I love just, uh, when I walk into a stadium and just the feeling of emotion and the feeling of energy from that stadium, I would not sell that ticket. I would hold on to it. And even then, I would hold on to the stub after they scan it, and I'd probably frame it so this way i like have a story like, dude, I was at that game. You know, that's something that you could tell your kids. That ticket stub could also be eventually worth something like, hey, this was Kobe's last game, you know, all that stuff, blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's a great piece of memorabilia to have if you have the stuff. And then you also have a great story to tell that you could tell, you know, if you want to be that guy and bring it up all the time, sure, go ahead. But I mean, you have something that you could tell your kids, you could tell your grandkids, like all that stuff. I would never sell
0: it. So, you. I mean, I guess, I mean, what would have cost you then? Let's not, I mean, I guess, are you, are you Lakers fan? Do, we never really talk basketball. Are you Lakers fan, Tyler?
2: I actually am a Lakers fan, yeah. Okay. It was more well, when uh, Kobe and Shaq were a thing. Okay, but, I mean, so I, I guess still watch basketball. It should probably time. still
0: stay on par then because back when the Kings won the first cup, they were up 3-0 in the Stanley Cup Finals. Had a chance to win it, sweep, on home ice. Same kind of deal. People were offering, like, thousands of dollars for glass seats to that game four. Kings ultimately lost 1-6, but... What would have taken for them to pry that ticket out of your hand to Kobe's last game, to that King Stanley Cup game? Same thing for the Randy. When Rogers won that uh, Super Bowl, when the Ducks beat the Senators back in 07, what would have taken monetary wise for the, for you to sell a ticket to that game?
1: Damn, um, I think at least twenty thousand dollars.
0: Twenty? dollars uh, I, I was I'll thinking I'll like twenty-five. I was thinking like twenty-five k for for but me too. I,
1: I just feel like twenty is reasonable. You know, because twenty five, it's you're a bit pushing it there, but twenty five, but uh, twenty, I'd be okay with twenty.
2: Look, I'm actually gonna go the exact opposite of what Randy said. I'm going to go something that I know is unrealistic because no one would be stupid enough to do it unless you have money to burn. If you can guarantee me for at minimum the next five years that you, whatever money you give me, I won't have to worry about a single bill of any kind for the next five years. But you're saying you wouldn't sell it pretty much. Then, yeah, I'll sell it. No, I would not sell it. The the history means so much to me. And I think I'm just such like a passionate sportsman. It sucks too, man, because I'm right there. And I don't think I could live with myself. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. Like, I think I... Man, somebody walks up with anything with a comment and I'm going to do some serious thought about selling whatever it is they're trying to buy. So, guys, I think, uh, I think let's wrap it up. Uh, let's, this was an NHL recap show, it felt like. I loved it. I loved talking hockey with you guys. Don't forget to follow Tailgater Sports on Instagram, at Tailgater Sports. We have funny stuff, funny sports content. With sports returning, it's only going to get better. Jump in the comment section. Defend your team. I know Randy gets in there and defends the Ducks. Tyler's always jumping in, defending his Falcons. Randy, go ahead and drop your Instagram handle. Or where can the fans reach you, Randy? Where do you want them, where do you want them to trip you, Twitter or Instagram?
1: You guys can hit me on the horn at Hey, it's Randall on Instagram. That's Randall with one L.
0: And what about you, Tyler?
2: Yo, you guys can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at Tyler, the board op.
0: Yep. Hit up tailgatersports.com for all your links to any podcast, wherever you're listening on SoundCloud. If you want to listen on iTunes, drop a rating, give us five stars, tell us you love us. We will love you forever and ever until next time, guys. Peace out.